0: Hello, and this is Hyperborean Radio. In fact, this is the Season 4 finale, and I am the lore keeper. and with me, as always, is the Celtic God. Hey, guys. I'm just here to let you guys know that I fucking hate hippies. Yes, that he does. Okay, truly, aside truly from does. that, we got to make
1: sure to remember to let everybody know to hit that subscribe button so that they can come back to our channel, go back and listen to past episodes, and they'll be notified when we come back in, is it
0: four weeks? Uh, Four, five, six, depends on how things work out. When we get back. Yes. When we get back. We're not going to be gone forever. And you can keep apprised by following along on Patreon or subscribing on Spotify. Up to you.
1: And don't be afraid to uh, leave messages in uh, the podcast question things. They're there. I've seen them. I don't know what to call them, but I've seen them. Podcast
0: question things, the very technical uh, term. It's
1: like, what do you think of this episode? And go ahead and tell us that. Tell us how much you love your favorite podcasters uh, or us. Either way.
0: And on that note, today we are talking about the lore. Lore, yes. We got all
1: the important stuff out of the way. Now we talk about lore.
0: Yes. Well, and lore is, people hear lore, they think, like, stories or,
1: and it's not. It is,
0: but. Well, it's a lot like the word weird. The word is used correctly, but it's it's the depth and the breadth. The complexity of, the
1: of it has been lost.
0: Yeah. Yes. And lore, it can mean many things. It means instruction. It means knowledge. It means stories, lore. Tradition. The way of,
1: of doing things. The way of being.
0: And that is, that is the long and the short of it for that. But the thing is, lore is extremely broad. It is not... Just you can't put all of the lore of our people in a single book. Well, it uh, doesn't work.
1: I, I, I want to take the opportunity really early to let everybody know that they do carry lore. Oh, yeah. All of everybody, even people of different species. They all carry lore of their people. So don't undervalue yourself. You do carry lore. You carry lore of things that you did when you was in school, in high school. You carry lore of things that you did when you was in, uh, when you was a little kid, and you went to the place and with your your grandparents or your parents or whatever, and saw Santa Claus. That is, that is actually part of the lore.
0: Oh yeah, all the customs. It's like when people ask me, "Well, how do you do Yule?" Well, how do you already do it? unless you're like Jehovah's Witness or something like that, you probably still do Yule or well, and Kaleda. Well, even, even
1: then being loosely familiar with it because you see, you've seen everybody else do it. So you at least have a loose concept of it.
0: Precisely. And the thing is the lore, we, we say it all the time. We don't have a book. We have libraries. And those libraries aren't literal. Like They are, but they're not. And, and that's the beauty of it is, yes, the libraries are like the dead lore, the physical lore. the written down chronicles, histories, stories. Uh, how do you do a cross stitch? How do you do a, a, a knot of this type? That's all in libraries, but the lore is more than that. It's the traditions of getting married. The why do you do this? Why do you do that? How women and men interact because the lore can be broken down into... Pretty much countless subtypes, and it comes down to something as simple as the lore of man, as in the male gender, not the species of man, the race of man, and then the lore of women. And both of these are part of the broader lore of the people, but there's a difference between the man's lore and the woman's lore, and the women are going to view their lore, the lore of women, differently from how the men do. The women have to learn how to be women, how to be a great woman if they can accomplish it. Same with the men have to become great men.
1: Well, and the thing is, is like, since you you already have the conversation divided male and female before we put it back together, even on the same thing, a man and a woman view something that happens, they're going to have two completely different perspectives on the thing that happens.
0: Well, and bringing those two perspectives together, bringing the man and woman together become bring makes a family and then they have to figure out how to interact with their children other children their neighbors and then from there you have the family lore the lore stretching back the lore of the community the lore of the town the lore of the land uh, the lore of the sea the lore of crafts and occupations it's like the lore of a blacksmith may intersect with the lore of a warrior of war war lore versus smithing lore but they're not the same thing even if they have constant overlap in certain ways. Well,
1: and earlier in a conversation you even brought up and I, I found this interesting is blacksmith lore in one area and you have blacksmith lore in another area. They might not be the same lore, even though there's, they're the same thing because of cultural context of that specific tribe or that specific area. So for one, it might be very war oriented and their smithing God comes out in the spring before war season and he sharpens the swords and he repairs the shields and, and and all this stuff. And the other, and and another area, the smithing God comes out and he prepares the horseshoes and the tongs and the, the harnesses and the, the The plows. Yes. They're both blacksmith or yeah, they're both smithing deities. Um, And they might even share a a smithing deity that does both of these things. Like, I don't know, a farming community and a warrior community in Ireland.
0: Well, and they might be the same community, but there's different subgroups depending on what area you live in, uh, who you're descended from, who you have access to, what are your talents. Well,
1: and, and I find this weird because this is actually a thing. I've seen smithing lore in uh, I think it was Germany, where the Smith was directly related to boat building. And I'm like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And I kept reading. And what it was is because the Smith made the nails, made the connectors, made the hoops and the loops.
0: All the stuff you need to make the boat. Yes. Unless you go like full, just get a big tree and carve it out. Right. And a specifically
1: in, this, in the context that I was reading in, it was warships. That doesn't mean he didn't help make um, fishing vessels, but the the focus in that context of what I was reading was warships. But there was something else, too, that we was talking about, which I want to get this out of the way really quick, is with the lore, you have a, a, let's use a deity as a descriptor. You read from one specific angle, and the deity is, I don't know, the, the deity is really great at making porridge. I'm just making something up just as an example, but it's, it's kind of like a person like you yourself. If I describe you, there's going to be one description, right? And, and it's going to be accurate, but then your mother might describe you. Her description is also going to be accurate, but it's going to be a completely different description from myself. And then there's a third party. Um, let's, pull random person Jake out of the audience. Jake, we see you. I don't know who you are, Jake, but you're you're the example today. But um, he, he too knows you in this example, and he describes you. So to get a full picture, you need more than one view of this individual, a deity in the case of this example, or a human, you, also... A case in this example but just because i you're described um this way by these three people and then you got a guy named matt i guess he lives three thousand miles away you've never seen my for all i know three thousand miles is in the middle of the ocean and so he lives in the middle of the ocean he can be described exactly like you he is not you like in that one book that you read well it's
0: like uh fred versus friedrich Yes. They all, they're both they both have the same job they're both the same age they both look relatively the same but Fred lives in England and Friedrich lives in Munich they're not the same person even with that many similarities right. so well,
1: you gotta be careful of these things and all of this is actually a lore
0: well and part of the issue and this always kind of messes people up is is the deity just the deity or is it many figures and the answer is yes like uh, Vesna is also a set of spirits for the Slavs. Krampus is also a set of spirits for the Alpines. Uh, There's a hundred Brigids. Which Brigid are we talking about? Depends on the context. Well, and then they all just got stuffed into Saint Brigid, which is why she's like super saint. Right. And that's the other thing. She's like,
1: what is that? Ray Palpatine? She does it
0: all. She does it all. She's got got the forces female, yo. (laughs) But, and that's the thing, is all of this lore is interconnected and it's, If you are, for instance, from a tribe of fishermen and then another individual is from a tribe of mountain hunters, just to get as far from the two as I can. Why would you both see the deity of the sea on the same level of importance? Why would you have the same stories of the sea? For all I know, there's a mountain tribe somewhere who has a story about how the sea god fucking hates them for some reason and is the reason they're now living up in the mountains.
1: Or... Or maybe Mm -hmm. their god had beat back the god of the sea, which is why they have this huge mountain is because the sea ran so far away. This is actually a possibility. I don't know if that's actually a lore out there, but it is a possibility for lore.
0: Well, and the gods and the people are interconnected. But it's just like you don't necessarily get along with your neighbor as well as someone else might. Mm -hmm. You might not even understand how your neighbor hasn't been hit with a pan over the head enough to not be able to talk very well yet.
1: And maybe he doesn't.
0: But there might be somebody else that absolutely adores this individual. The same is true for divine entities. And the same is true for historical figures. The same is true for spirits. It's like we said, each of these beings has their own personalities. Do you know anyone who gets along with everyone? Everyone even the person who is just popular with almost everybody will have someone who hates them because they're popular with everybody.
1: Yes. I mean, even just take a look at yourself. Some, pe- some people adore you. Other people can't stand you. And you can't figure out why either one is the case. Like is, you, might, you might look in the mirror and be like, I am a complete asshole. Why do these people love me so much? And I just can't get them to leave me alone. And then uh, I'm, I'm really kind and outgoing with these other people, but no matter what I do, they hate me. Who knows? It's just a way of life.
0: Well, and the thing, let's go back to the boat example. Like the, the Smiths makes the nails, which goes into the boat. In Germany, there's actually a uh, deity mm-hmm. known as the Kleboderman. The Kleboderman isn't a single deity; it's like a class. Oh yes, it's the the spirit of a ship. But here's it's the, the one is
1: usually children, right?
0: Sometimes that's the odd thing about Kleboderman is like most, like just like house spirits. Is it a dead ancestor? Yeah, is it it must this? be
1: the Gale and me grabbed a hold of the children part.
0: That is one version, though. The Kleboderman sometimes it's the soul of the ship. So it's the ship because of the affection and the use eventually has a spirit. Right. Like and the, 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 the
1: sailors themselves imbue a spirit into the ship. Or attract the ship. one
0: depending on how you want to view it. And then there's also the viewpoint of this is more in line with like the Brownies and the tomte and the domovoy. Uh of it being the spirit of a dead ancestor is the kalboderman are the spirits of children who died and were buried under trees and then that tree was cut down and used to bake the boat. That's one version of it. And that ties into tree lore, and which ties into so burial lore because
1: it's giving the the child uh, a second go. Yeah. Uh, a chance at adventure.
0: Well, that's part of the reason the spirit if you look at the lore, the spirits are so intertwined is while well, not all of them are the souls of our ancestors. A lot of them are, like the Perchton. A lot of them are ancestors that chose to help the goddess Perchta. Uh, the Brownies, the Fairy Godmothers, the Tomte, the Damavoy, they're spirits of the home or spirits of different areas that are there that are from your family.
1: Well, and in the ethnic, the, the ethnic way circles. I guess I'll word it that way. There has the tendency to be a focus on deities and spirits as far as lore goes. But we can't forget about lore of this battlefield or that battlefield, this great hero, this lonely mother, this widow, this child who was lost. The lore of the guy that caught the biggest fish off the coast of.
0: Well, or the big fish itself. Yes. It's actually one of my favorite movies is the movie Big Fish.
1: Well, it's it, a good le- it's actually an excellent lesson in this topic. If you haven't watched it, I suggest that you do.
0: Basically, the long and the s- short of the story is this man has spent his whole life telling tall tales, l- toils larger than life about himself, and they're true to a point. Like he'll talk about how he parachuted into Vietnam or something into the char- the base full of Charlie's and he gets helped by a couple of Siamese twins that he helps come back to America and make it big because he helps someone get big on Wall Street and they're able to help them out and stuff like that. I might have misremembered a couple of things, either way. but it's revealed towards the end of the movie that this did happen. This was the one thing that he definitely made up, though. It wasn't Siamese twins. It was normal twins, right? So he embellished a little, but on something that literally doesn't matter. Was it Siamese twins or was it actual twins? For the purposes of his story, it's irrelevant.
1: Well, and another thing that you've recently noticed, recently being like within the last year, is it's the through line that matters. Do details matter? Yes, but also no.
0: Well, it's like the... um,
1: The details only matter if it's attached to the through line. Like, in general, the color of the shirt doesn't matter. Unless it does. Unless it does.
0: Well, it's like uh, a good example that we typically use is Othin's eye. Mm-hmm. Othin is, according to the lore, consistently one-eyed. I think we instinctively know this because whenever people call him Wotan, we have a tendency to give him two eyes. Same or any other, any other. And, name. Any of the other names that are supposedly okay. him. Othin specifically has one eye, and he always loses it to knowledge.
1: Of some kind.
0: Yes, in the pursuit of knowledge. Now, how that happens. Very widely. Yes, he can tear it out. Someone else can tear it out. It can be pecked out. All that ha- all that we know is he specifically loses the eye for that reason. And here's the question. Why would we know? Yeah. It's like if you met someone and then five years later you meet him again and they're missing an eye. Well, they could tell you the truth. You know, I lost it because it got poked out by an umbrella and a little martini I was drinking. Or they can embellish a bit and be like, I lost it fighting off a rattlesnake or something like that.
1: Well, that's like I have a rather large scar and people ask me about the scar. I wish I could give them a better story. And in the end, I think I do give them like the perfect story because they always enjoy it is uh, because it's a big scar. And they're expecting some big heroic, you, you know, story attached to it. And my story begins, you know, when you was a kid and your mom told you not to play rough in the house, don't play rough in the house. And it all it's always like I slapped them in the face with that. And then they start laughing and then they really want to know what happened. I was roughhousing in the house, got cut
0: well, really and, bad. Well, on an example of the reverse where you, you end up top Feeding him a line of bullshit. First of all, there's one of my favorite myths: the myth of uh, Conan's hairy back. Oh yes, I, I love that. that. But
1: these stories, the the line of shit is best run by the tertiary person. Oh yeah, like uh, well, with Conan, and, uh, Conan and his uh, hairy back, and his hairy back. It the the story is best told by. I don't know. You you gave an excellent example of it once in one of our podcasts where you got Conan sitting over there, and he's got the really hairy back, and the kid looks at the guy sitting next to him, and he's like, man, why is his back so hairy? Oh, you have a turd.
0: Yes, or uh, all of Scotland and the wild haggis.
1: Oh, yes, all of Scotland and the wild haggis.
0: Or um, one of our friends, he has a scar on his leg. He got it, I think, in a fairly mundane way, it, it, but he always r- runs the same line of shit. Where he got it protecting his wife from a grizzly bear attack, and he wrestled and killed the bear. Right. And it's the mark of his battle. And, of course, he tells everyone that. So now... Well, and it was a battle of sorts. Yes. Just, just not with, with a, a grizzly bear. No. And he might actually just call it a bear, and I myself upped it to grizzly bear. Right. So now it's the biggest extinct bear. I think that he
1: does just call it a bear and doesn't specify what kind, so then you again follow the, the rule of lore. You embellished on it, but you didn't actually change it.
0: Well, it's like, did, uh, did Davy Crockett, I think it is, or is it Daniel Boone? I always mix those two up, which does oh, happen. Oh, crap. I don't
1: know. I'm trying to remember. The no. one
0: that actually fought like a bear and beat Yeah, I killed it a bear th- when he was eight years old. There's a oh, song. Eight I think it's Daniel Boone. Uh, might. Oh, no, it's, it's, Davy it's, Davy, Davy, Crockett. Davy Crockett. it's Davy Crockett. It's Davy Crockett. Well, and Daniel Boone, or is it Davy Crockett? Again. These two figures, uh, because I'm not from the area where they're big, I don't know their stories by rote, but one of them actually got to the point, and And these are historic figures. Mm-hmm.
1: There was real people
0: that they were referred to as the God of the pioneers. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the whole the church complaining well, about the heathens heading there out west should become clear now.
1: Some whisperings about it while they were still alive. Mm-hmm. And well, that's why they got got left out to fucking dry at the Alamo.
0: Oh, well, it's like, um, what's it called? There's, uh, s-
1: there's somebody that famously said, let their gods save them.
0: Oh, <laughs> that is, uh, man, that's dark. It is. It's brutal. Well, they've done it before. Like uh, General Custer got let out to dry. That's why he lost at Little Bighorn. Yes. Why? Because he was too well-liked. He was too talented. He was learning too fast.
1: Well, and what mm-hmm. other kinds of lore does people know? Uh, Grandma's secret recipe. uh, grandma's recipe uh the the
0: swamp monster down by the lake uh why the mountain is like that what to do when you see a bear uh how to take care of horses how to take care of dogs you'll have different lore depending on where where you live and some of it's mundane like this is how you train a dog this is how you hunt a deer this is how you go fishing this is how you greet a lady this is how you be polite this is why you're polite
1: well and you can't just type in folklore of and get all the information because like with uh, some of the deities, for instance, you dig it, you dig extensively into folklore and you're like, well, where did you learn this part of uh Cernanos, for instance? And I'm like, well, you're not going to find it in the folklore because it's actually in local traditions, local history, local customs, lo- local customs. And, and it's referenced actually in writing, but not in folklore writing. It's in history and traditions writings.
0: Well, it's like Surtur. Surtur being the volcano god. There's little bits here and there if you start digging into written stuff. But the people there, not all of them, but the people there are the ones that will say, yeah, Surtur is the volcano god. He is this god of Iceland. Yeah. And then you have instances like Frau Halla. A lot of people will just go, "Halla's a wicked witch. With
1: the Surtur one, what I love is some of those videos where they're like, where's Surtur? And they'll point at the volcano. Right. And there. Well, I heard Surtur was a god. Yes. He's inside the, the volcano. So you believe in Surtur the god? Well, I don't know because I haven't seen him stand up.
0: The lack of disbelief.
1: Yes. A lack of disbelief.
0: Like maybe. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of traditions are told like like, for instance, there. There's the example that your uh, great uncle did, where there was this great storm coming in. Oh yeah, where he's trying
1: to get me to say Thor the right way because Thor is a heavily modernized. It's more like same way as everybody else.
0: Well, that's partly why the whole. Well, you see, Thor is related as a word to this other word, whatever. It's the sound of thunder. It's Thor, and I can't do it. Most most people can't do it, but it's that sound of just from my perspective.
1: He's like it's not Thor. It's Thor. No, not Thor. Thor. I couldn't tell the difference, and he was getting so angry at me. And even trying to explain, it's not the crack of the thunder. It's not the lightning. It's that moment in between where you can feel that. You can feel it coming. Oh, yeah. And he's like, that. That's Thor. And I'm like, Thor? He says, no. Thor, what's wrong with you? Why can't you say it? I still don't know what the difference is.
0: Well, and that's the thing is. Little things like that, or looking, pointing at a at a bird and saying that too is a child of the hunter, and not like an eagle or a falcon or a but, heron, but a sparrow, but a little tiny house sparrow, or um, in America we have you know the forest god Paul Bunyan, and there's areas where the story is literally like you see that right there, Paul Bunyan made that. Yeah, these stories get lost, and that's the other thing is lore because it's a living thing and it needs people to keep it alive. And yes, there are entities within the lore that exist, whether the lore is there or not, but do we know about them? Would we recognize them if we saw them? And there are things that we've lost already in the lore. Like, for instance, one big thing is a lot of European martial arts. We still have them, like boxing, catch wrestling, wrestling. There's several different ones. Some of
1: it's being recreated through, like, HEMA.
0: But not incredibly well. because not incredibly well. Because the treatises... Well, they show more
1: guidelines.
0: They show how to do the moves, but not why the context of how they're used. So people,
1: well, and here's the thing: is the the authors of these treatises they tried, they tried to make it painfully clear, and it probably was to the people of the time. However, we're picking them up centuries after the fact.
0: Well, it's like. Othan. there's a story where he turns into an eagle and flies away in the Eddas, right? Mm-hmm. People are like, "Oh, the great grand eagle." Right, and king they're looking of birds. at it
1: typically from the American or the Roman perspective.
0: The late Roman perspective. Late Roman perspective. Where the the eagle is this majestic powerful m- thing. Yes. No, 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 no. During that time period, the eagle was a scavenger. It was like a vulture.
1: Anybody that has experienced round eagles? No. Eagles are scavengers. scavengers well, actually, f- most animal, most predators are actually scavengers.
0: Well, it, it, it gets lumped in with the raven and the wolf. Mm-hmm. starting to make sense why.
1: One of my favorite stories, though, is uh, it was of, I'm not sure if it's the Gauls, but it was northern, northern tribesmen anyways, mocking the, the Romans and their eagle standard. And they was flapping their arms and making like seagull sounds. That's fucking hilarious because well, he was calling the, the Romans fearful scavengers. All they do, they're just scavengers.
0: Well, and seagulls are actually probably more brutal than eagles. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and, without a doubt. Well, and the funny thing is, is while seagulls don't look cool, they're, they're not, not dumb, dumb birds. Like no. there are seagulls that figure out how to get oh, like they're the move. Incredibly movie. brutal. Oh, yeah, well, they'll attack things to get food from them because if that thing's eating it, that means it must be good. Or they'll, they'll, uh, they'll actually figure Here's out how, how to open. how brutal
1: a seagull is. You have an eagle. It actually caught its prey. It lands. It caught, caught its prey as in, like, a fish. And it lands on the, on the beach. And the seagull comes along and drives the damn eagle away. Moin! The eagle, yeah, moin, moin! The eagle is many times larger than the seagull, but the seagull wins the fight. What?
0: And and you could say, well, it's just sheer stupidity willing to take it on. But then they're also smart enough to open moving door figure out how moving doors work like the ones that open to stores mm-hmm. get it to open or wait until or someone else wait until else, a person comes if they do, if it won't open for them walk into the store steal a bag of chips and walk back out
1: yeah. and don't be greedy because then you'll get caught
0: well and then they're not they're not pushovers either because seagulls will eat squirrels mm-hmm. they will catch squirrels which are hard to catch for even like falcons and stuff and swallow them whole yeah yeah, and, and when you
1: realize that birds have a tendency to eat their prey alive, that's brutal.
0: Well, And especially when you realize that seagull is the same size as the squirrel.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a whole new level fucked up. Anyways, back to lore, because that, well, that, was, is lore. Lore. that, that is was lore. That
0: was the lore of seagulls. You're welcome. They're horrifying.
1: Yes. Horrifying rats on wings.
0: Which brings <laughs> us to pigeons, which are not rats on wings. No. They're actually... Fairly sweet, understanding birds. They're
1: they're stupid, but still incredibly intelligent, and they're they're really adaptable. So that means that they're very hardy, hardy, and they're very what, what's that word? Mut- Mutagenic. And it's so yes, there are always pigeons. Well, they're stupid because this this type of pigeon is now extinct. Yes, it is, but it actually just turned into this other kind of pigeon. And
0: probably turned into seven other kinds of pigeons. Probably.
1: (laughs) And and partridges are basically pigeons.
0: And so were rock doves and on and on and on. Well, rock doves are pigeons. Yeah. But uh, the passenger pigeon, who knows? It probably just mutated into a close enough pigeon that it bred with the ones we brought over
1: The, the, The... which one's the one that that went extinct over passenger here? Passenger pigeons. pigeons. Yeah. It probably turned into both the partridge and the gray pigeon that you see in the cities.
0: Probably, and which the gray pigeons
1: in cities are big and brutal. Oh yeah, like they will actually fight with rats and probably win. Well, they do sometimes. Sometimes they lose, but they're big enough to fight with rats, and rats can kill cats.
0: Yeah, now, wrap
1: your mind around that shit.
0: Yeah, rats are. Uh, Rats are consummate survivors.
1: I, I mean, it is what it is. And all of this is lore. Uh, the 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 way that you tie your shoes, for instance, is not necessarily the way somebody else ties their shoes. And people will have little stories like the, the fox chases the rabbit around the tree and then uh, the rabbit dives into the hole and then you, you pull it tight and there's your bow. Other people will have the rabbit ears where... Uh, Or the crisscross applesauce, whatever the fuck it is that they do with the way some people tie their shoes really weird.
0: Well, it's like there's different stories for how we get certain things. And it doesn't fully matter which it is. Like, just in Germanic folklore, there's one story where Frau Holda gave people flax as a gift. And it was, the story goes that a man was given the opportunity to choose among many gifts. And this isn't a jewel-encrusted cave. And he chooses the flowers that she's holding. And she's like, you chose well. And she blesses the flax and, they, and then he grows flax. And then Am there's I flax. the only
1: person that wouldn't choose her as a wife? I'd be like, I choose you as my wife.
0: That probably would have been the number one choice, but he he was already married and didn't... Probably. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> wife, then, get used to this. And <laughs> well, then there's another story where it's from spiders. Right. Spe- uh the uh, prince spinhead a, a spider prince it gives it as a uh, wedding gift to snow white is the flax seed is the is the flax plant and how to use it and how to weave it
1: well and now that we're firmly in the middle we can where most people they're going to skip over this so only the most dedicated people get to hear this part there's some people are finally starting to understand you you have to stop. You can't just dive in all academic. You can't just dive in all blind belief, but that you have to heal. You have to heal and, and so that you can then come to understand things and understand your people, et cetera, et cetera. But the one thing, and I'm not sure who it was, is you or, or um, William or somebody had said something about they – the hardest part is actually being honest with yourself about who you are and what you want right. and, and what, and what you want. And this is part of it. Like you can figure out the lore and the context of it simply by observing, but you have to run it through a lens to run it through a good, healthy lens. First, you have to heal, but to heal, you have to be honest with yourself about who you are, what you want, who your friends are, who your mother is, who your father is, and I don't mean Fran and George. I mean who are they? What makes them do what makes them tick? And realizing that even even if you don't like them, they aren't necessarily malicious. They might be. And that might be part of the, the honesty that you have to come to terms with. But odds are they're probably not malicious. There's very few of us that's malicious in that way.
0: Well, it's, it's a lot like stupid people aren't necessarily malicious for the sake of being malicious. In fact, that's part of why if they do something that kind of messes stuff up, that that. They're...
1: By effect, it doesn't matter. By act of intention, it does. Yes. So an act can be malicious, but done innocently.
0: Well, it's like sometimes something that's not even malicious can cause repercussions that were never expected, mm-hmm. like uh, the white wedding dress in our customs. It's actually fairly new, the white wedding Queen dress. Queen Victoria, I think. Uh, it was either Queen Victoria or Queen Elizabeth II. It was one of them. There's it one was one of those
1: damn queens.
0: Yeah, it wasn't the first Elizabeth. I know that. Yeah. That was no, way no, far No, that away. was too, too long I think ago. it was Elizabeth II, though. But
1: Was that the one that just died?
0: Yeah, the one that yeah, just died. about
1: 400 years ago when she was young. <laughs> And sure. she wrote a
0: dinosaur. Uh, if you believe the Internet. Yes. But basically, that's where the white wedding dress came from. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't malevolent. It, it She what,
1: did not intend for it to become uh, a
0: standard that everybody had to have a white wedding well, dress.
1: And a $16,000 wedding dress.
0: Oh, yeah. When the weddings. What the be- hell? Yeah. Weddings aren't necessarily supposed to be unless you're just stupid wealthy. And then it's a, a show of wealth.
1: Well, well, and it's not just that. It's an obligation at that point. Because, again, if you read history, you can go back and see where some of the the brides were lamenting the fact that they had to have a big wedding. They couldn't have.
0: A small one.
1: Right. Like, they bemoaned that they couldn't have the peasant wedding with just their parents and a few close friends in a hidden grove far away from sight. No, they had to have 10,000 guests with 50,000 goats and.
0: All basically eat uh, eat themselves out of house and home before they got a house and home. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, a lot of these customs and traditions around weddings. Because it, it, I think it's called the Chesterston Fence or something. Yes. But basically it's don't destroy or get rid of a tradition if you don't understand it. And then if you do understand it, consider should we keep it? because right. most traditions exist for a reason and when people don't know the reason they're like especially if the reason's fallen off and it's just aesthetic like for instance the groomsmen mm-hmm. the, the are supposed to be bodyguards right
1: and, and I am all for groomsmen but have them be what they're supposed to be they're supposed to be the bodyguards the bouncers the protectors of the wedding party and the guests that is their function well it's like get them fucking bulletproof vests
0: well, it's like bridesmaids. I forget. I think they're supposed or to bullet be bullet resistant vests. There's
1: sp- no bulletproof anything. They're body
0: doubles for the the what for the wife. I think they're yes. also,
1: um, kind of hand servants, but without the servant part.
0: Yes. Whereas nowadays, it's the ongoing joke that the bridesmaid is there to wear the ugliest dress possible to right. make the bride look pretty that's new or speak now or forever hold your peace that used to actually be a thing where someone could actively oh, yeah, challenge
1: because, well and here's the thing that used to be a thing to stave off war because now the the duel there'll be negotiations something will happen and that was inserted at one point because uh i i don't know um Queen, uh, princess of Germany, princess uh, prince of England, get married. But the prince of France was courting the princess of Germany. Well, she married uh, the king of or the prince of England. This could literally lead to a fucking war. I, I don't remember if that that's actually something that happened or not. There's a lot of war history. Well, and that's the but other thing. It could potentially lead to real war. It's like the the joke about the
0: irish it's not a real wedding unless there's a war and at least three deaths yep and there's not a there is not a true irish funeral if at least three babies aren't made right but and then back to the wedding example just because it's that just the customs around this the procession used to be the, the wife walks the the bride walks from her point of origin her home all the way to Where where she
1: marries the husband.
0: Yes, which is typically the husband's home.
1: In a straight line.
0: Yes, as straight as she can muster. And in some cases, these were legendary examples of cutting a tree down and breaking rocks so they don't go around, which is allowed. Or
1: carving tunnels. Uh, It all depended on the dedication and the resources of the woman in question.
0: Yes. And then here's the thing is that's the procession. There's also the gauntlet where the the, the whole speak now forever, hold your peace. That kind of descends from that. You're supposed to go through the gauntlet and if there's anyone that challenges you, either because they want the woman or they think she's not good enough for you or you're not good enough for her. This is they their can chance stop to you. stop
1: the wedding. Yeah,
0: and in, in some and cases then, actually kill you,
1: right? If if need be, yeah. And then and in other cases it was just token, like oh, everybody agrees with this marriage. But we got a rough you up well, so it looks we got good. Yeah, we can't just let you through. Well,
0: and then those are just some examples. Everybody's going to have different customs. Like there's one where women had to tie a rope, like a certain length of rope to prove they had the weaving skills. Or An
1: American one was making a quilt before they was eligible to well, be wed. It was part of the dowry. Oh, yeah. is
0: the, the woman had to have made three quilts by that point before they got married. And that's the other thing is... The dowry actually mattered and it was choice it, except for political instances where you're kind of just expected to marry for political yeah. reasons. Well, most you, people
1: are they aware of like the the upper echelon, the nobilities, the rich people's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they try to apply it to the common folk, to the common folk.
0: No, it doesn't. It, work it's that not way.
1: that way. It's like arranged marriages, arranged marriages. It's not that there wasn't arranged marriages for the common folk, but it's different from. You know, leaders of nations.
0: Well, and then another example of something that doesn't quite work out is the, um, what's it called? The engagement period. That's actually a trial marriage. You're supposed to act as husband and wife, not fiance, husband and wife or man and wife uh, up until that point. And even try to get pregnant to see if you can. Right. Well, because sometimes you can have two perfectly fertile people.
1: That just can't have children with each other. And It fin- doesn't mean that they can't get married. It's just now they are aware of the consequences. Yes, yeah, if you do get married, you probably
0: aren't having children. Well, and then there's the honeymoon. The honeymoon was actually, uh, I think it was named as such because you were given honey mead. Mm-hmm. And the goal, it was actually typically, I think, for couples that didn't know each other too well. So these were probably more upper class weddings. Right. And... Basically, what happened was it was a bunch of booze and a month basically left alone to get to know each other. And the drink is to get things moving. Well, and
1: here's something I noticed with, with many of the writings where people will talk about these, these wedding customs, for instance, or the, the, uh, the coupling customs. It was the rich people writing about it. So they're writing about what it is that they're doing. On occasion you will hear something where I truly wish I could be but like the peasant and marry for love. I wish I could be but like the peasant and have a small wedding. I wish I could be like the peasant and but.
0: Well, it's like it wasn't all. And and
1: sometimes it was also sneering at him, like.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, some of the rich people, this was an odd custom, I think in the French royal family. But when they got married, they had to have a public consummation. Yeah, that one's weird. It, I mean, it was to, it was to try it and to Reminds me of that
1: Pope. Some people like this and some people like that. But this guy, he liked watching horses fuck.
0: Yes, and because the Pope did it, you know the Catholics liked it because that's how that religion works. Yes,
1: even if they didn't like it, they had. they had. It, it's, uh, it's a thing now.
0: It, apparently. I guess we watch horses fuck because the Pope does and we're Catholic or something. Well, neither of us are Catholics, so we don't have right. to worry about that.
1: But, that, you know, that's what the people of the time were saying. was, well, I, I, I guess, guess this is, is a, is a thing, thing now.
0: But. Those are all just customs around one thing. That's the lore of weddings, which ties into the lore of governance, the lore of community, the lore of families, the lore of man, the lore of woman. There's different customs all over the place, which is why we often speak in broad brushstrokes. And here's the thing, is all of those things could be completely avoided potentially. I would argue that specifically the gauntlet and the procession are good to have just to prove that the two actually want to get married. Right. But the, the most basic level of marriage in our customs is literally just the trading of oaths yeah and here's the thing is husband and wife and man and wife these are two different statements well and
1: really contracts and government has no business in marriage and in in the the family in the family yeah just none of that belongs there. people want to talk about the destruction of the family and i know some people out there they're our our listening has probably just dropped off so whatever but people want to talk about the destruction of the nuclear family of the family unit when government gets involved and makes it a fucking contract that drives a wedge into the family immediately before it even
0: occurs well and the destruction of lore the destruction of lore that happens is because you are told not to believe your own eyes and to not listen to the people that have actually experienced things. That's how lore dies. All it took in America, at least, was one generation that said, fuck everyone that came before us. We're just going to do things our way. Yeah. And that has sent everything since then into a freaking I'm sure everybody's
1: heard this before. The the past must... uh, Forget the past. Kill it if you must.
0: Yeah, that's been... That spell has been repeated across so much media, but I want want to finish this off with the wedding thing really quick is wife just means woman and husband means head of household. When you say man and wife, you're saying man and woman. When you're saying husband and wife, you're saying head of household and his woman. Yes. A woman can actually be a husband. That's why there's the term husbandry or taking care of the head of the household of taking care of the animals it's important to know those words because when you call someone your woman you're calling them your wife
1: right and it is not derog- women it is not derogatory for somebody to say that you're your man's woman It is not derogatory for you to say that you are your man's woman
0: any more than it is for you to say Feminists that's my man you.
1: yeah and, and yeah it's not derogatory to say that he is your man or uh, he is her man Feminists hate people because they're just miserable cunts they're old ugly miserable cunts that failed at life and they want you to fail too this is both the males and the females
0: well there's there's two different reasons two core reasons that i've noticed for changing lore one is power you know you come in you tell everyone the way they're doing things are wrong you need to listen to you Mm -hmm. listen to me i'm the one that knows how to do everything and then the everyone, yeah, the priest. And then, and then there's usually a famine and a bunch of people die, and then he kind of walks it back a bit. Right. Or here's the other option. This is the other most common reason I've seen throughout history, throughout just observation of life. Misery loves company. Give people bad advice or treat people like shit until they actually are doing the same things you are because you feel awful and you hate what you did to yourself, so you want other people to suffer with you.
1: So you feel justified in your... Bad the zealotry. Decisions. Yeah.
0: It's, the, it's, the, the tyrant and the zealot.
1: It's horrible. And as far as the pollution, destruction of lore, Tinkerbell is actually one of the worst. Because she she is She's she, beloved. Yeah, because she's beloved. See, uh what Disney did. and I'm okay. Disney took a sprite named Tinkerbell. Which would be a traditional Sprite's name. A Tinker's Bell. The sound that the Tinker's Bell makes. Which is just a little bitty bell. Ding, 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 ding. And they called her a fairy. So that they could copyright her. But she is still a Sprite. Everyone thinks that's a fairy. Even even the fairy with the wings were big up until recently.
0: Well, and that's They the were other- big,
1: but with wings. And okay, I get it. You need to somehow indicate the difference between the fairy and the humans. And you're no longer allowed to use the halo of light because the Christians do that. And then you're, you're being a heretic if, if you do that. So wings. The small fairy that was before Tinkerbell, but in the movie that cemented it. Before that, it was understood either way. It well, is kind of an umbrella term, but now Tinkerbell has cemented the fairy into being this little
0: sprite. Well, it's like sprites are basically very tiny fae that are essentially elements. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, like there's the, the frost sprites well, that Well, some of around. them
1: set dew, some of them ride, ride or bring the, the rays of sunlight early in the morning. Some of them ride on dust or dandelion seeds. Well, and a name
0: with, like, Tinkerbell... Tinkerbell's probably a sound sprite. A sprite associated with music or noise.
1: Yeah. The, the lightness of the heart. Yes.
0: And that's the thing is because the lore is so vast, it's like we did a whole podcast via Negativa on how the lore is so broad, it's easier to describe what it's not than what it is. Yeah. And that is why fantasy, fiction, all of this brings the lore forward. Like the weirding women in Dune... Or well, I'm the dog
1: does Hagrid. I want to do a quick little self plug here for hyperboreanradio.com where there's going to be two sections. There's going to be a, the Boreal Punk section and there's going to be the archive section.
0: The framing device and the. Versus the lore. Yeah.
1: The archive is going to be the lore, the research, uh, the results of our research, and some stuff that we're still working on research wise, to be honest. If, if we get far enough, we're trying to upload it as we go as well as putting backlog in there. But then you got the Boreal Punk side. The Boreal Punk side is a fictional story based on the real-world lore, based on which includes real-world history.
0: And observations and, and, and observa- all those things. Yes,
1: uh, different traditions and customs, but set in a fictional setting. So the reason why we're doing that is because there's a responsibility on the storyteller's side to tell a, an accurate story. You can lie your ass off to tell the truth, if that makes sense.
0: Well, it's also, well, it's because the, the best stories are always true, even if they're lies. Yeah. And that's also why good writers, good singers, good artists of any kind are rarely, if ever people that lived uneventful lives. They are people that went out and experienced life. Now, what form that takes can vary some people traveled the world some people traveled the country some people fought in wars some people had a uh, an adventurous home life some people uh were just huntsmen some people were pillars of the community some people were insane
1: well and here's another bit of lore for you uh, most musicians will understand what i'm saying uh some other people will also understand and many people's going to disagree There are certain songs that can only be performed well by women. Some songs can only be performed well by men. Only part of this has to do with the tone of voice. Most of it has to do with perspective. There are some songs that can only be performed well by somebody who has had their heart broken. There are some songs that can only be performed well by people who have never had their heart broken.
0: And there are some songs that can only be performed by people who are so old, they know the woe of being the last one left alive. Yes, There are some that can only be sung by people who are still young and innocent in their ways. And on and on and on. There are just... And here's the thing. Songs. People have to come up with them. They aren't necessarily given by the gods. This isn't necessarily the song that Broggy wrote And Here You Go. Well, and here's here's another thing about...
1: And it's lore of music but you write a song let's say that you write a hit song about when you wrote it it was about the joy of eating your grandmother's cookies but the way but you don't talk specifically about your grandmother's cookies what you're talking about is the way that you felt and the, the relationship between you and your grandmother never even named your grandmother or even said the word grandmother in it you released this out into the the wilds all of a sudden Groups of people are like, oh, wow, the song hits hard because he's singing about the uh, the forlorn love that was lost. It doesn't matter what you wrote it about. Once you release it, that's what the song became.
0: Yes, it's like the part of the mistake a lot of artists, especially today, are making is they become overly greedy. Like, I'm all for protecting what you made, but if other people aren't able to expand on it, breathe life into it. Let's be it.
1: honest. 70 years, the the current copyright laws, it's enough to completely kill songs.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's why some of the most popular things increasingly are the stuff that's in public domain. Freaking Pinocchio, of all things, is having a freaking renaissance lately. Mm-hmm. It's because people are able to add to it they're able to continue it it's like uh, the uh, Lovecraft was a genius for this he encouraged people to actually take what he wrote and expand upon it add to it and in less than I think I think he died like less than a century ago I don't know the exact details but and he's already a legend he's influential the world over for his his stories
1: well in many ways I hope with what we're what we're doing with storytelling Mm -hmm. Once we tell our story, which will take a while, I'm hoping that actually that we inspire people to then fo- follow the fucking canon, hold to the canon that's set, and then write their own stories based in that world. That'd be awesome to for the same thing to happen for us that happened for Star Wars before Disney fucking killed it. That happened to for Lovecraft. That happened for
0: uh, uh, Marvel. That happened to DC. That yeah, happened to Lord of the Rings. For Robert Howard, Robert E. Howard, a sword and sorcery effectively was birthed by him. Yeah, and it's amazing how these things grow. And here is the thing: is when it comes to the broad lore, the lore of our lives, the lore of ev- all these things, usually we're so close to it we can't see the forest for the trees. Like we have talked to people from Europe, like whether they're Swedish or whether they're English or Spanish, Bulgarian, and been like, and basically pointed out, you have just crud tons of lore mm-hmm. right at your fingertips. You just got to peel off some of the, the gunk that's accumulated over universalism or foolishness, and you have something complete right there. You already know it.
1: But here's something that they don't want Americans, Brazilians, Australians, etc etc et cetera, et cetera, to know. You have lore, too. Yes, Our people, wherever we go, have lore. It's not necessarily what was behind in Europe. It is linked to that, though. But we also create new lore, which they don't have. And and fortunately, like some of them, will see the value in in Paul Bunyan and be like,
0: Paul Bunyan is the man. Or I've gotten people to be jealous from Europe over Puxitani Phil. Yeah. This freaking groundhog, is yes. and the uh, his role jealous. is just
1: fucking amazing. Well, w- what does your god do? He he tells the weather, not uh, well. So so all the time. Well, no, only once a year. So so he's right though, right when he tells the weather. Well, no, he's only got like a thirty percent accuracy rate. So he's not a good. Uh, so he's not a very good god. Oh no, he's fantastic there's a whole well but he's not accurate well, that doesn't matter well <laughs> and
0: here's the thing is uh it's the groundhog and puxitani Phil. the way i would describe it is it's like the oracle of delphi the most famous oracle of a deity is puxitani phil right. but actually by the lore the groundhog itself who, what's his name the groundhog yes is the deity and and this is the funniest thing is it's like when people get kind of uh, fetishizing of a lot of... Like the Native American coyote and bear and eagle and bison. They had they went on picnic. It was good. You know, that kind of stuff.
1: We've it, looked up a lot of the supposed lore, and it turns out it's it's a, a good hyper-boring lore for the most part. A,
0: a good chunk of it's made up. A good chunk of it is straight up ripped off from Europe and just given a Native American yeah, twist. Yeah,
1: it, it's, it's white people claiming to be telling... Are uh, Indian stories, to, well, to be quite blunt.
0: Well, and then you have. Um, or oh. the Great Spirit.
1: <sighs> but but th-
0: that's directly traced to the Christians. Well, or there's the fox god Reynard, who was the most popular figure for a thousand years in Europe. Most people don't even know who he is right now. But, mm-hmm. the, the, but
1: you know him when you see
0: him. Well, we have plenty of animal lore alone. Mm-hmm. And then.
1: There's a reason why these cartoons are popular. There's a it's re- because it's a toss-back to something that we've been doing not for not for decades, not for centuries, but for millennia. Well, we and, have been doing this.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's like uh, Disney's Cinderella, Disney's Sleeping Beauty. A lot of these stories are just straight-up using stuff. And it's the thing is, they know it, even if we don't. Like, uh, the Disney Sleeping Beauty straight-up refers to her loosely – as a spring goddess, mm-hmm. they yeah. know what they're doing.
1: Well, and advertisers do it too, and they know what they're doing. They're they're appealing to the instinctual side of their audience.
0: Oh yeah, was it a uh, quilted northern where where they had uh, the three the three, the the three, three weavers? Yeah, the th-
1: the I think that was uh, quilted northern, and but. It, it's a fun game to go through the grocery store and identify the European gods. The easiest place to find them is in the booze aisle.
0: Oh yeah, they, we love to put our our gods on booze. Not just Dionysus, but like all of them.
1: All of them. It doesn't matter. All of them. Like I don't know, Bridget's wine or something. She's not really noted they really for like making to wine, fey but okay. Too. Yes. But it, it, that's the easiest place to find it. But you can find them in the various food aisles. You can find them in the dairy section. You can find them in. And the well, paper and accessory
0: aisles. You well, can, and the thing is, we're so everywhere. close to it, we don't even realize it. Because part of the issue is, we speak English. What are our gods' names going to be? Yeah. They're going to be in English. Mother Goose. For the most part, The yeah. Green Man. Uh, and then the ones that have specific names, like Puck, Santa Claus. Uh, I think I already said Mother Goose. But the North Wind. Jack Frost. The Snowman. The Scarecrow. You know these deities. Davy Jones. Storm Along. Uh, the, the house spirit. It's in English because we speak English. Yeah. Well, what does his name mean? What?
1: <laughs> this, that, for the most part, that's a silly question. Well, what does his name mean?
0: Well, well, it means Frost.
1: You know, it's well, it's like
0: Paul Bunyan. I've even seen people try to do etymology to figure out Paul Bunyan's name, and they claim it's tied to like some sort of slang for the French loggers for a specific tool. It's like you guys are really reaching. Yes. And then here's the thing: is he a abor- was his he name
1: means Paul Bunyan?
0: Yes. That's or, all. That's all Paul that we need. Or Bunyan for short, depending yeah. on how you want to go about it. Johnny Appleseed. What is he? Well, his name's John, and he does stuff with apples. Yes. Specifically the seeds. John Barleycorn, if you go back over to uh, to England. Or Robin Hood or Robin Wode, except Hood and Wo- Robin used to have a very specific name for a deity or a spirit. Mm-hmm. And then Hood, well, he's got a Hood or Wode. Well, Hood also meant like the woods. Right. And then Wode means mad. So it's the mad god or the hooded god or the god of the woods. Burn yeah, the uh, Hunter. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit there, too straight.
1: There's, yeah. There's actually a lot to it. So it is straight up, but it, there's also linguistic, in, in, interesting linguistics behind it. But just don't get all crazy with etymology. That, that's it. Just, just beware. Thunder makes it, the
0: same sound wherever it is.
1: Etymology is fire, it is useful. It, it can it can enlighten an area, but it can also burn you to a fucking crisp if you're not careful with it.
0: Well, my general rule of thumb with, because I use etymology and linguistics as well, is if they can trace it directly, like they have effectively linear. But the moment it gets to like proto this or proto well, that. Well, typically
1: most of the etymology is actually just translations or definitions.
0: Well, it's like translating something from old English to modern English. A lot of times it's just, oh, they added a letter.
1: Yeah. But uh, most of the time, all all, etymolo- all etymology is, for the most part, that's that's substantiated. It's mostly just definitions.
0: Well, well it's, it's like the the, the the ye old actually is pronounced the old or the old. Yeah, it's because the, the y used was to be a th. Yeah, in some cases, and not always. Yeah, and then like you the y. The y has many rules. Well, one of the old
1: rules, which fortunately has dropped off, because otherwise it'd be really fucking confusing confusing is it used to make a th sound so it sometimes it makes an i sound sometimes it makes an e sound sometimes a long e sound a short e sound so on and so on and then throw a th in there i'm glad that one fell off
0: and it's still confusing because it's still a a e o a e i o u and sometimes y for vowels except for when it's not except for when it's not like just before like i before e except after c and then it, it doesn't follow their, that rule except for there's at a all.
1: bunch of words that doesn't follow that rule. All right, um mm. actually do we want to keep going or we want to cut her here because we're at the end of the time.
0: Well, I think we'll end it here. But I'll just say here's the thing. Lore is everywhere. You the mechanic lore, sea lore, family lore. The lore of man, the lore of woman, the lore of the forest, the lore of the sea, the lore of the road, the lore of the city, the lore of the country, the lore of history, and on 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 and on. So don't box yourself in. You probably know more lore than you think you do. And you're not as broken or lacking in that heritage of lore as you might think you are. And with that, for the final time of season four, Lorekeeper out.
1: All right, so yeah, I think it was a fun, uh, fun season. We've grown a little bit throughout the season, thanks to you guys. I hope that you follow us on Patreon to keep updated with the website. Uh, don't again, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you can see when we come back. And until then, guys, just just keep going and, and heal and reach out and learn and touch grass. I guess that's a new phrase. All right, see you guys when we come back.